Welcome to another episode of The Sound Check. As always, I am joined with my buddy Gabe. Say what's up, Gabe. What's going on, y'all? You know, li- living over here. I know we're uh, still distant here, but um, I'm really hoping before too long we can jump back into uh, uh, doing this in person because digitally is not as fun. But Yeah, um, I'd say probably next time. Yeah, I-, I think we should be good. But a little surprise for y'all, uh, we decided we had such a fun time last time with Joe being on the episode, so we decided to bring him back on for this one. Say what's up, Joe. What's up, Gabe and Gator? Thanks for having me back again. Of course, yeah, of course. Good to have you here. Um, I know the uh, world is a little crazy right now. Times are a little crazy, and uh, once again, we are having to do this digitally, like I said, and uh, sorry, I've, I've made sure to apologize as many times as I could about quality not being the uh, same. I know my voice is probably fine, but that's because I have the main microphone. Uh, but anyways, kind of jumping off into it, today we, we had a topic of conversation come up. I believe Gabe hit us with this one. It may have been one we discussed before, but you hit us with this idea for tonight. Uh, the main thing we're going to talk about tonight is the best shows we've ever seen and hit a couple points on that and then even follow that up with our dream lineups of concerts we'd like to go to or people we'd like to see together um obviously we all kind of have different genres and um i obviously tap a little more into the hip-hop and countryside and they're going to cover a lot more rock and pop and uh hardcore scene and all that but um before we really break off into that though let's uh talk about we decided to just do five songs and add to our quarantine listens playlist as always the playlist will be added into the bio of this so let's go ahead jump into it with the five songs that we chose um gabe if you want to go ahead and start us off with your five songs that you chose yeah man um so i've got uh no surprise i've I've got the between the last podcast and now the the full 1975 album came out and it's amazing so i added another song from it i think i put um the song tonight i wish i was your boy because it's a banger it's like got like kanye west's graduation vibes it's awesome um surprise same week my girl, Carly <laughs> I was about Jepsen. to say, I saw this one. I was like, not shocked at all. Dude, you knew this was coming, man. <laughs> oh, I did. Uh, like, even her B-Sides slap. Like, it's ridiculous. She, dude, she dropped the B-Sides album. I've got a signed copy of the vinyl in the mail coming. It's going to be fucking sick. Are you going to sleep with it? I mean... <laughs> dude, I'm going to frame it. Might as well. Like, I'm going to fucking light candles. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> uh, no, but it's, it's very good good she is like, consistently just pure pop bliss man i put a song uh comeback it's actually got uh jack antonoff uh, of bleachers and fun and the sleeper songwriter of the, of the last decade um he's on it it's super good um and then on the the heavier side of things um I've got, there was a new Northlane song that came out. I guess it was like a B-side from their last record, Alien. 
Uh, it's called Enemy of the Night. It's heavy, dude, and it's it's a sound like it's it's like the futuristic like metalcore sound that I love. Like I, I hope all bands start sounding like that eventually. <laughs> Maybe not to that extent, okay. but get like a little. You better bit calm it down, <laughs> dude. Like that whole like that whole like I want my, all my metalcore to sound like it's on the Doom soundtrack. You know what I'm saying? Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, God. But, uh, and then the new Currents album comes out this week. And I've never been a huge fan of Currents. I mean, I think they're very good live. I think they're insanely good live. And they've got a couple of bangers. But overall, I've never saw the appeal as much as other people do. But their new stuff is just... <laughs> their new stuff is just awesome. Um, so I'm excited for that. So I put a song called poverty of self from that record on there and then my uh my fifth pick oh, is um is as an oldie but a but a goodie it's an under earth song it's uh desperate times desperate measures because Classic. i mean it's it's like one of the best metalcore songs ever written first of <laughs> all but the, the main reason and they're my favorite band and i write for them forever but the main reason i put it on there is because they've been doing a um they've been doing a live stream on twitch every week where they break down all of the records mm-hmm. and i've been keeping up with them and it's just been like it's just gonna be getting, getting me in the mood of going back and listening to all the records and oh so good undefeatable band cool yeah that, that's what i've been listening to i'm here for it i'm always especially here for under oath though so i just need a it's a good one to end on specifically oh yeah <laughs> all right so you want to hit us with yours or? oh yeah yeah, absolutely. So uh, mine kind of is more of a theme. Uh, you know, Gabe kind of hit on a lot of newer stuff. Me, recently, I just had a old, like, last week or so, I had, like, an old-school, like, warp Tour Age, like, Metal's Core, like, just, like, kick or whatever. So, yes. so you know, basically kind of started, you know, my phone was on shuffle, fucking the, the Depths by of Mice and Men came on. I was like, I forgot about this song. And so that's sort of what kind of jump-started, you know, the whole thing. So I put... Uh, product of the murder product of murder by mice and men on there off their album the flood that album still slaps it's you know uh and then and then i started you know I, the, the kick kind of got bigger and bigger and so like i threw some two i threw two bands on there that don't exist any, really exist anymore one's adestria i don't know if y'all ever listen to them or not but uh adestria was, yeah but adestria Dude. is a. Uh, <laughs> is uh definitely one that you know i i wish you know they put out that one really good album chapters and then they never they, i don't know they were they were great live I, I was lucky to see them once but they just never like i don't know they never they were never able to take off but uh i rediscovered that album you know kind of going through this little phase that i was going i was having at the moment i was like wow this album was really good and then there's another band similar you know who didn't really have had like one really good album didn't really pop up there's uh they're called sycamore i think they're from michigan um kind of like kind of like orchestral they'd be very good openers now for like issues or like new year's day or like um ice nine kills and stuff like that that kind of sort of metal quarry kind of double vocalist sort of thing but uh they, they never they never really got super big but i got to see them a few times they were kind of like my undiscovered band back in 2014 kind of thing and i just was obsessed with them i forgot how good they were um then uh then uh, Gator mentioned this last week, but the but the Scoob album, I finally che- I checked that out after we did the Banger. last session. Banger, yeah. <laughs> and and I, I like I believed him when he said it was a good album, but then you know I, once we finished the last session, I put it on and I was like, 
whoa, this shit slaps. <laughs> so uh, I think I, I put one of my I put one of my favorites on there. Uh, it was I like it by Pink Sweat or Pink Sweats. Uh, the whole I mean the whole thing top to bottom. I was like, wow, this is incredibly. That was good definitely one of my like top a, three off of that album. So. Yeah, but that that one definitely after after one listen, I, that one stood out to me. The you know first couple listens, so I threw that one on there. Uh, so yeah, definitely shout out to the Scoob album. When you know have to be given one more shout out because it, it's it, that's what's up. <laughs> and then uh, I threw I, I went way way back and kind of just threw a throwback. It was uh, Where Is the Love by Black Eyed Peas featuring Justin Timberlake. It's like early two thousands Bob because you know I figured I figured we could use a little bit of love right now. <laughs> I'm with that. Man, I guess I, I guess I gotta go listen to this fucking Scooby Doo soundtrack. Now. Bro, I'm telling you, banger, still like absolute banger. I'm still sleeping. I, I, I might listen to it man. again when I get off. Just cause <laughs> you're gonna hype me back up again. <laughs> oh, cool, cool, cool. Well, I will hit you with mine. Um, one of the first ones I put on there actually, it's a mix of a shout out and there's a reason behind it. Uh. From Thomaston, uh, Logan Winkles. Um, yeah, okay. I put one of his songs on there, and the reason being, it was my birthday on Thursday, and yeah. I actually called him up at like three o'clock in the afternoon. I was like, "Hey, will you come do bring your guitar and do a back porch session for a couple hours on my parents' back porch? Have some beers, some hot wings, just hang out and do some music." The dude wound up playing for four hours straight, singing and playing guitar. From seven, uh, it, or like he got there at like six thirty, and we, he didn't leave my house until eleven forty-five at night. Uh, what a madman! Like, dude, it, it was. So he, he was just doing like covers and stuff like that, like bar covers. covers he done every single one of his originals. I put one of his originals on there, probably my favorite of his originals. So, um, real Chris Stapleton yeah, vibe. I think I, like I let that. both of y'all hear him. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Like I said, that that was the real. Obviously, with being around that all week, it was. I feel like I really wanted to put him on there. Um, uh, Black released a new song as ATL Freestyle. I just really liked it. I don't really, and I like Black, so I felt like you know, yeah. re- represent for the uh, A with that. Uh, that was in my. Uh, that was in my weekly playlist this week. I yeah. listened to it. I was like, hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I hey, love when he yeah. he taps into that like freestyley rappy side more than just the i mean he does that with most of his stuff but like oh i like that side of him more than the like singing emotional stuff so yeah. um, he's a hometown hero too basically at this point so shouts yeah. out as well <laughs> that is true shout out to moreland avenue over there uh, <laughs> uh i put a song by kyle on there kyle made a post uh recently about how he was really looking forward to releasing some music, but all the COVID madness hit, and um, just uh, it was kind of an emotional post, and it was just he he released that song called "What It Is." I really liked it and the vibes, so I put that one on there. Um, Only a fool. It's a Galantis and Pink Sweat song, so we might have doubled up with Pink Sweats here. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I heard that song earlier today. Actually, I was like, wait a minute, I like this song. Um, and then last but not least, shout out to my boy. I hope it pokes at Gabe just for fun. Another Machine Gun Kelly song on there. <laughs> uh, I mean, but to be fair, it's much. still, it's not the old rap. It's, it's still one of his newer ones. I think it'll probably be on that, uh, tickets to my downfall album. So, gotcha. But, um, I mean, we can't, can't really say much about repeat 
artist. I've put like three 1975 <laughs> songs on this thing. Like, I, I noticed that, that and I was like, week. no one can say anything to me for a second MGK song. <laughs> no, no, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> cool. Well, I say let's jump off. Now we got our songs out of the way. Let's go ahead and jump off straight into some of the best shows ever. Um, I'll actually just start off with arguably the most creative sound the one of the best sounding just everything was incredible at that show and i think i've probably told you this before gabe but mm. the kanye west yeezus tour oh, it was it. absolute it. insanity i've never seen anything like it like so from the mountain to the all the people to the sound and then Kendrick Lamar opened up for him and that was all, that was when the real height of Good Kid Mad City. So yeah. I got that he done the whole album there even though I'd already seen Kendrick before that. But dude, I I mean I don't I don't have the words for the creative mind inside Kanye West. Like I, I don't. Yeah. I, I just wish I'm I could put it. Eternally jealous. <laughs> yeah. It I was so mad cuz I really wanted to go to the 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 Pablo tour that he wound up like canceling all the dates and all that. Cause that was about the time him and Jay-Z were fighting or whatever. Sorry. Um, who, who knows? But yeah, I, I'm, I, I had to say, I, and I'll be, I can t- touch into a couple more of my other big ones for me, but that one, I definitely want to start with of hands down, probably my, and I had sweet tickets. So that also helped <laughs> with gotcha. on private fridge and stuff. But that, that part, I'm more focused on the show itself. So, yeah. All right, Gabe, you want to run us with one? Uh, yeah, I'm. Dude, I'm just. I'm just taking. I'm thinking about how much I hate you. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> you want. You want to know the one I know about you? I hope. Well, I, I'm. I hope. I'll say it later because I don't want you to I've, it I've to a, be yours. So. I've got. A, I've got a few. I've got a few that I'm. I'm sure that you know that you're like. Ah, oh, you know what? Um. I'll, you know, I'll say one. I'll say one now. I think. Um, it's it's not my my favorite single set I've ever seen, ever is going to be in my honorable mentions later. So we'll get to that. But That's why I didn't want to say which one I know about yours that I'm yeah. jealous of. <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll, we'll get to that one. All right. But this whole, what we're doing right now is top three like tours. Like it yeah. was a tour, not a festival, not a one-off. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a tour, probably the best show I've ever seen um was childish gambino at the masquerade music park it was the deep web tour it was right when because the internet came out and it is to this day one of the most indescribable shows i've ever seen um there was no opener there was no the the only support act he had was a uh, a dj that was just hyping up the crowd for you know yeah. like 45 minutes to an hour before he got ready before the sun went down because it was outside and like he is one of the best musicians like out there right now I, I singing rapping just artistic and because of the internet it's one of my favorite records ever made but the way that he did that show was like so he had I don't know if, how, if people know this, but if you ever listened to Because of the Internet, it's a concept album. There's a like screenplay that goes along with it. There's a script. It's like a story. 
Um, you don't really hear it on the, like it doesn't, when you listen to it, it doesn't sound like a story, but it fits into a narrative. And there's little Easter eggs in the songs that go with the script, like sound effects in the background that hit exactly when you're reading it, if you're listening to it in, in order. So cool stuff like that. So to like go into that experience, he had the stage set up like as a living room of the mansion of the, the, the main location of the story. And there was um, like projector lights that would like transform the way that the room looked with each song. Um, there was one really cool stage effect where they dropped this like translucent curtain and shot lasers onto it to make it look like it was raining while he was standing there singing. And it was like the coolest shit I've ever seen. So they brought out the whole package for that. Dude, he brought out, it was the most immersive like visual experience I've ever seen. That's awesome. Um, there was also an app that was released where um, before the show started and even parts during the show, if you got on the app, and you were within a certain like radius of like the hub you could just write stuff and airdrop stuff to the stage like you would just write something and it would just pop up on the stage somewhere hmm. so it was very involved Keeps um, people and there. then yeah he pretty much did the whole because of the internet record in order and then he got done and went off stage and everyone was like okay he's done and then he came back out, turned all the lights off, just turned on overhead lights. And he was like, okay, that was because of the internet. Now let's do another set. And did like a whole nother hour of nothing but like camp and mixtape stuff and freestyles and unreleased shit. Just like did a whole second set of just like other stuff. That's crazy. And he had a full like 12 piece band. Like, it That's wasn't awesome. like just a DJ. Yeah. So awesome. it was insane, and it was packed. Like I think they oversold that show, and it was outside. It was like, <laughs> what was that, Joe? I think you're. I think you're yeah, I think your there. sounds cutting up, Joe. Let's see if he still cutting up. Well, any more any more points to her, to it while Joe catches up with his, his audio? <laughs> um, I think he's trying to tell me what the capacity was for the music part. I want to say it was like there had to be at least two thousand people there. Easy. Yeah. Was this the this was the new or old masquerade? This was old masquerade. Old masquerade. Back when the, the, you know the, the parking park. lot behind it. It's crazy. I never got to go to a show at the at the music park. So, yeah, it was it was awesome, man. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of jealous of that. I was the only, technically speaking, I don't think I ever went to a show at the Purgatory there. It was always heaven or hell. Um, Purgatory yeah. at the Old Mask was dope. Yeah, I, cool I don't even know if I ever went in there. Like I just, I, it was always heaven or hell for me. So yeah, um, well, I think I only went to like maybe a handful of shows at Old Purg, so I, I yeah. felt that. Yeah. Uh, well, why don't Joe still tweaking with this stuff? Well, Joe, if you ever so often try say hey or something, we'll see if we can get you back in. But see, these are the downfalls of going digitally. We won't have this problem when we get to do this in person. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true, man. I'm gonna had a, obviously a, one that I know all three. Of, I you know I want to hit that one yet. I'm gonna hit one I know because I know Joe's gonna have input on that one. But 
Yeah. I got this. I've seen Lil Wayne multiple times. Like uh-huh. four, three, four times. I've seen him three, three times. Um, saw okay. him with Blink One Eighty Two. I saw him uh, when he done the Most Wanted one with Ti. Um, and then, but I got to see him when back. It was like right after the Carter Three. It wasn't the Carter Three tour, but like it was like after the Carter Three, before the Carter Four, like. It kind of okay. real yeah. like some really good peak time for him, like it was at Lakewood at Aaron's Amphitheater or whatnot, whatever. Just Lakewood to me, but um, yeah. Speaking of which, they just refunded me my money for my season pass this year. By the way, uh, oh yeah, well I mean you're not gonna get much. I'm not getting to go of anywhere. <laughs> I was supposed to be seeing the Lumineers over the weekend, but uh, anyways, like Lil Wayne just. The amount of lights, uh, th- and mind you, the second time I saw him with Ti, it sucked. It was just bad. Like, I mean, it it was cool that he put a skate park on stage, but his performance-wise was just yeah. bleh. Like was that that was around the um that was around the I'm Little Wayne and I can play a guitar era, right? Yeah, the start of the <laughs> yes, just yes. And he he can't play a guitar. I, yeah. Um, but yeah, like he like dropped this bridge down from stage all the way to the sound booth. Like it, it was, it had to have been like just a hundred foot bridge or something. Like it was insane. And he like dropped it down and then like what was like walked all the way over out to the sound booth and like was super involved with the crap. Mind you, this was the first time I still have my t-shirt from that, um, that night. Oh yeah. But did I... That was kind of the real the that was my first time at Lakewood, so there is some like nostalgia and stuff there too. But like, um, sound wise and and the amount of like light, he had this like huge wall. I, I mean, from floor to ceiling up out there of uh, like LED light show going on, like the the wall basically where it like changes and does pictures and all on it. Yeah. Um, I, I like. And once again, at the time, I'd never seen anything like it. But I think yeah, he was yeah. at that time. He was also running hard, and I think he had a lot coming in, and was yeah. one of the biggest doing shows at the time. So, um, like I said, I, I put him as also one of my my top ones in there. Uh, Joe, I saw you drop down and come back. Are you? Uh, let's see if we can hear you. Yeah, can y'all hear me better? Yeah, that's it. All right, right there. Well, I switched. I guess it was my laptop. I switched my phone, so we're good to go. Cool, cool. Gotcha. All right, cool. Well, go ahead and let's, yeah, let's hear absolutely. something you got going on there. Cool. So I'll, throw, I'll, I'll also kind of throw it back. Um, one that, you know, I've been lucky to see, like, a lot of different kind of shows, a different bunch of one-offs and stuff like that. But as far as, like, you know, shows a part of a tour, uh, one that came to mind was the, the American Dream Tour back in 2014. That was uh, Issues, Let Live, Of My uh, Man, yeah. Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah, so so I, I went I went to multiple dates of that one. Uh, the, there's the Atlanta date, you know, of course, where Jason Butler climbed on the balcony and stuff like that. And then I also went to the Nashville date the following night with a, with a friend. We road tripped up there and kind of did a whole Nashville kind of road trip or whatever. And I actually got to meet Jason Butler at that show at the Nashville show. First time I ever got to meet him. So like I was fanboy pretty hard and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I mean that was like prime issues. That was prime let live. That was prime of mice and men. And that was. Um, Prime Beam of the Horizon, like, just when Sam Paternal came out, so, like, it was, like, mix of, like, their kind of new, uh, new 
sound regeneration mixed with like you know a good bit, bit of the old stuff so like all the set all the sets were great it was cool being in like a different state you know for for that show and whatnot um yeah and uh yeah 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 so so just all all great bands you know all of them are you know kind of still doing their thing and whatnot uh, besides like let live they got fever going on now but uh yeah, that one, that one, you know, just the whole like quality of the lineup, quality of the sets. You know, I met I met one of my good good friends, uh, Garrett, who's uh, the, actually the drummer singer for Guerrilla Warfare at the national show. I was there from Atlanta. He was there from Louisville, and you know, that's how we met. We were, you know, just kind of uh, beta fan or whatever kind of thing. So it was really cool. Um, so a lot of sentimental memories of that one. Yeah, that's all. I'm jealous. I wanted to go to that floor <laughs> so bad. I, I first, God, you said bring the Rasman. I was like, man, how did I forget about that show with Bear? Yeah, Tuesday it was, it was, and it was just when Sent Paternal came out too. So like, so they, I, just, see, they, they were they were inactive hmm. for a while. Ollie was sounding pretty good. Obviously, Sent Paternal is a you know classic album. I think we touched on that in the past too. But uh, it just just all the quality of set list and everything like that. It, it was just you know that for me that's kind of what what determined were my determining factors for de- uh, deciding you know favorite shows and whatnot. Yeah. No, you, you said as soon as you said Bring the Horizon, like there are two separate Bring the Horizon shows that I almost put on my list. And I was like, <laughs> which you... one is it gonna be? <laughs> so. oh, that's what. As soon as he said it, that's what all I could think about was the one with Under Earth and Bear Tooth, and I was like, <gasps> yes, yeah, I know. I think about it all the time. <laughs> it was such a fun um, show. Well, not 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 as a, I guess as a sidebar, just about that show real quick. It's not on my list, and it's not technically my honorable mentions, but um, it deserves to be uh, in there. And for it deserves all of us. to be for all of us for sure. <laughs> I think Joe, you had to miss it, didn't you? No, I, I went to. The, that's what I'm saying. I went to the Nashville date for it. No, that, this was the um, this was the American Nightmare tour. The one oh with oh Under oh Earth. um with the so Underoath was the direct support. Bear Tooth was the opener. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I was hella late to that show. I, yeah. I saw I saw Bring Me the Horizon set, but I missed everything else because I was working. Oh a job my god. Up in Ackworth at the time, and I had to oh. like call ass from Ackworth down to Atlanta for that show. I, I remember that. I, I remember we knew each other at that point. I remember texting you and being like, "Where are you at?" And you're like, "Dude, I'm trying. I'm trying so hard." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I, that was the first time that I had seen Bring Me in, man, I don't know. I hadn't like seen five. it since, like, Warped Tour 2011, like that, or something yeah, like no, that. I, like, think, I, I think it was, um, I think me and you saw them last the same time. I think it was that A Day to Remember show in, like, 2011. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. With, uh, with Pierce and We Came as Romans. Yeah, great show, but... Yes. Uh, Except for, uh, in my opinion, I thought Bring Me the Horizon sucked that day. I thought they were horrible. No, <laughs> I, I agree. I thought, I thought they were. Too. I, I remember seeing them and thinking that they were garbage in comparison to everyone else playing, which that brings me to my next point. Is when I saw them on this tour with Under Oath, I, they blew my fucking mind. Like, yeah, I agree. I remember leaving that set, leaving that day, and was just like, wow. I developed a they whole may, new they love may for be them. the best band ever. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was right before like their little break, their little hiatus or whatever. So you know, because because like when he came back for that show, like Ollie definitely was in it. You know, definitely was in his stride at that point. You know, he was nailing his clean vocals. He was nailing his unclean vocals and stuff like that. So yeah. he was definitely like in his stride. I mean, he was definitely like peaking now, and he's definitely like getting towards that peak now. But like he was in his stride at that point. He was definitely like he the was. best he's they, ever been. They do that. They take. They take touring breaks for a while. He comes back, but and then like the first tour back, 
it just obliterates. Yeah. True. That tour was definitely one of those cycles where I just remember being like, they sound amazing and their stage setup. Like I'm just like like Gator kind of touched on a good stage production can mask a lot of things. Yeah. True. But like good stage production on the other hand can also highlight just how good you are. Like and it's all about finding that balance. Yeah, so, like, they, they brought it. Like, they sounded great, and then, like, their visuals were just next level, in my opinion. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I, I guess either I can hit a second one, or Joe will let you go ahead and hit your other one. Yeah, I'll, 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 do, I'll do two now. Uh, funny enough, the Day to Remember tour, uh, the one you mentioned, was uh, in my honorable mentions. But, uh, yeah, that one made the honorable mentions, now, now that's uh, that's brought up. But, um, you know, another 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 great tour that came to mind was the, uh, the Circus Survive um on letting go 10-year tour that stage production and that was that you know i i've i've I saw the i saw them for the jaterna tour as well and really really any circus show you're gonna see is gonna be fun but if i had to choose out of all the circus shows that i've seen that one definitely stood out because they had like the balloons for the stage production up, up on the so stage you know the beautiful confetti the backdrop and everything uh turnover was the opener so i was big in a turnover still am but definitely at the time even more so because that was like Right, uh, right before they started, you know, going more like dream pop, they were doing like peripheral vision. They had humblest of pleasures and uh, humblest pleasures in their set list too. Uh, so like it was, it was kind of when they were in that sort of rotation. And then me without you as a direct support, they're always a great band. I was definitely more of a fan of Turnover and Circa, but you know, me without you as an OG band, they always perform great. Their fans are great, so um, that was definitely a really, really good lineup. And again, it was like definitely one of the best times I've seen Circa. Um, if we're talking one, if we were to mention one offs though, they did a Shaky Knees. Um, mm. one off. I think that was kind of part of the amulet tour, but it, you know, it's basically like kind of a one off special thing that they did after shaking these. And it would they had the they had a, this pop rock band called Sherlock's opening for them. They were pretty cool. But like when when they came on, because that show was in Hell too, which is about like like twenty percent of the capacity that the Tabernacle is or whatever. It's it's about five hundred fifty. The Tabernacle's you know about four times more of that. So like to see, so, so to see, see from them and going from a, from a tabernacle setting to a hell setting, just that oh, energy, yeah. that charisma, and that just, you know, overall like vibe, it was, it was all there. So, you know, uh, as an honorable mention, like one off, that one goes in there, but, uh, but yeah, so, so just another, you know, uh, nostalgic tour or whatever it was. Um, and the one that, you know, that's why I made my list for, for this. Yeah. Right on. Um, that that's actually that's a good segue into to my number two, um, which I mean, let's be real here. Uh, they can't see it at home because it's audio, but you guys can see right there in the background, <laughs> right there. You see it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I've seen. <laughs> it would be criminal for me to not to not mention every time I die in in some capacity. And like when I was sitting there, I was like, well, Eats on here somewhere, you know, trying yeah. to make this list, obviously. And I was like, but what, what Eta show do I put? You know, like I've seen them so many times, and they, they're always, they've, they've never been bad, in my opinion. Like they never have an off day. Yeah, it um, doesn't matter who they're touring with; they're always going to crush it. It doesn't matter. But if we're talking about strictly tours, um, their tour last year, last year, yes, yeah, last year, their headlining tour in the fall winter with um turnstile and yes. Lane and angel yes. dust dude that show was bananas like yes almost like 
I think it pulled like a thousand people or more. I think more than that in heaven, no barricade. Um, each is not really a big band that does stage stuff, but they had this giant eye, like their logo. That yeah. Was illuminated behind them the entire set. Oh, it was so dope. People were just fucking flying off stage. Um, Vane is one of the, the the best hardcore bands of the last decade, in my opinion. And they obliterate every time they play. Turnstile is insanely fun every time they play. Like even if I, even if you don't like them on record, I think everyone needs to see Turnstile live because that is like the embodiment of what I want to see when I go to a hardcore show. Yeah, if you if you don't like hardcore, uh, definitely listen to Turnstile. You like hardcore after that, yeah, for sure. You will you'll get it. <laughs> You, oh, if, you see turn, that if you see Turnstile live and you're like, you know, I don't know, man, I've listened to them, I don't really like it. You watch them live, you immediately will be like, you know what? I get it now. Yeah, exactly. It. And you might be on board. You know? <laughs> yeah. Odds are you should, or you, at least you very well should be on board. <laughs> yeah. And Eated's um, like gimmick for that tour was like, it was their 20 year anniversary tour. Instead of playing like an album or something like that, they did. Um, they did a bunch of songs from every record like normal but they did it in chronological order so they yeah. opened with like a, they opened with a song from like their very first record and went like first album second album third album all the way through and then closed with the closer from their most recent album map change and i just thought that was the coolest shit i was like that's a wicked cool idea yeah just do everything especially when you have that that much like content like from all, that many albums that you can do that oh too. yeah yeah, exactly. Um, but kind of like Joe said, if we want to, if I really wanted to break the rules a little bit and do it, I guess as a semi-honorable mention. In reality, what rules? The best, <laughs> yeah, the best, the best Etid set that I've ever seen is kind of like how he's talking about that circus set in a much smaller room. I got to see Joe was with me actually. We went down to Savannah, and it was uh, right after Warp Tour ended. And Etid said, okay, Warp Tour's over, but and we've been playing shows for like three months straight, but you know what? Fuck it. We're on our drive home. Let's play more shows. <laughs> and they played a like 150 cap dive bar in Savannah. like Called the Jinx. Called the Jinx. It was it's tiny, tiny, tiny bar. It's not a venue. It is a bar. That has a stage. Even better. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it has a stage, and it was just absolute chaos it is <laughs> one of the best single shows i've ever been to easily hands down but i wasn't going to count it because it's not a tour but i'm kind of counting like, it yeah it, it's, it's amazing what, yeah once um, again what rules <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about that's the thing that's so cool about fucking about every time i die that's the reason i love them so much is their energy dude it translates no matter where they're playing they yeah. can be opening for coheed and cambria in an amphitheater and you'll feel that energy yeah. or they can play in a 150 cap room and you'll feel that energy yeah that's awesome um i got i got one for sure i want to throw in um and this this band in general every time i've seen them has been absolute chaos and it is so much fun every single time i see them but mm. one specifically one specific show of theirs uh, tour of theirs, uh, knocked loose. Um, oh yeah, nice. Masquerade, hell. I guess it was kind of. Laugh tracks had been out for 
god, what it, it two was years their, before uh, that or something like. Well, it was the, it was their first official headliner. Yeah, I mean, I say it was it was their first official headliner. It was, first time in Georgia too, right? It was their first time in Georgia that wasn't a Warp tour. It, well, then yeah, first real tour. Then I mean, um, yeah. but that show, like me and you were standing on the the sound booth rail, just getting yeah. crushed. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, like yeah, I was, couldn't even, I couldn't anarchy. even get in the pit. Y'all know I love to get in the pit. Like I couldn't get in the pit. Like the amount of energy, and I, I think there's always something to be said too when like every single person in the crowd is like so much into it, and like I feel like every. Yeah not glue show and when they play it is just like that like and i've yeah. seen them three times now so I, 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 that's one specific like i just i have to put that one in there just because yeah oh yeah dude not glue like there i mean like that's if people i'm so i'm sure like you know some of your friends from from your side of things that might be listening to this that aren't into this like the hardcore or metal oh. or scene um if they if they don't like get it, I'm like, well, take them to a show because <laughs> if you take them to a show like that, yeah, you, you can get them to stand in the back and they'll be safe. But, but most of them won't go because they're scared just to energy. stand in the back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. But if you can get them to go, they see it and they're like, yeah, yeah I get it. Yeah, I get it now. <laughs> like absolutely. Like, you're telling me you take someone and you stick them in the back and let them watch. Put them like, on the balcony. Just Cruise let them do. look down. Yeah, put them on the balcony and let them look down and, and not really starts playing yeah. with all my yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah, they'll just right. be like, whoa. <laughs> uh, and I, I mean, I'll kind of uh, run my like last few things that I have on this, and then let y'all kind of loop it back around. Uh, I won't say the one of the most uh, per. I'm not going to say best show, but somebody that I've seen on stage that, honestly, I've never seen anybody so comfortable on stage. Um, so yeah. I put most comfortable on stage was kind of my wording, uh, was Logic. I got to see nice. him, and I don't, it like, he played video games on stage and just, like, I don't, I've never seen anyone, like, feel, it almost like he, this, that was home for him. Like, it was. Oh, yeah. That was the first time I ever seen a rapper wear shorts on stage, too. So, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Side note, but um, so that, that was one I put on there. Like I said, I, I, I he he in general is just the comfort level, um, which made it a phenomenal concert. But uh, and somebody I've talked about, one I say has one of the best like live voices. But it, it's more like yeah, that raw side of it was uh, Dermot Kennedy. Um, I've known okay. I spoke about him a handful of times. I've seen him a couple of times. But that dude's voice, like live videos on records, like it's it. There's nothing like it. Like it's just absolute greatness. Um, <laughs> and then I'll touch my very last one, and then we can roll around to you, um, Gabe. List, I'll, I'll say my favorite person to see live, like all around, and that is in part because he is probably my favorite rapper and artist. Um, but that would be NF. Um, I don't know if y'all okay. listen to nice. NF, but nice. he has the dark side of him, rap. He also has a drummer come out, like, or drummer stays on there the whole time, but he always does the craziness and it, he brings in like his albums and all of his like album videos and things and incorporates them on stage. Um, and okay. even like the single, like he opened up with a single the last time I saw him at Col Coloroxy 
and the he did like it, the whole video the video was playing and like he was actually on stage reenacting the video and I, it just all come together so well uh, I I think he's probably my all around favorite who I will forever go continue to see even though it just got cancelled the other day because of COVID <laughs> but that's besides the point not going to yeah. get into that so anyways that concludes mine of this portion so I'm going to let Gabe go ahead and take over and then we'll wound it out there okay. yeah. uh, so for my third slot, I had a couple that I was bouncing in between, like, looking at. I yeah. was like, maybe I'll mention them all. Maybe I'll just pick one finally. But as we've kind of gone through this conversation, I locked in. I was like, no, you know what? I know what I'm going to say. <laughs> um, and I guess Run if we're going <laughs> to attribute, like, a you know, it's like a title to it, it's going to be, like, the most meaningful, like, most important show for me ever. Yeah. Um, I like it. And that was the Rebirth tour for Under Oath. Nice. Um, that show. I cried. I was about to say, I think I so cried So many a times. <laughs> uh, I cried when it got announced because they were back together. Because I was like, I was convinced that it would never happen. I thought, like, they fucking hate each other. They don't want to do this anymore. Um, it's never going to happen. And I had just kind of made somewhat peace that I was never going to see my favorite band live <laughs> and <laughs> then they were like they're like hey guess what we're back we got Aaron back we're gonna we're gonna tour um and we're gonna do chasing safety and to find the great line back to back and I what I I can't express how fast I bought tickets. <laughs> like I sat there. I bought pre-sale or whatever. Like, F, I was dude, when, when pre-sale went up, I was like F five, F five, F five until they finally launched. <laughs> um, bought. I think I bought three tickets to that show. I was like, I don't know who I'm taking with me. Someone's coming with me to this show. I don't even care. Um, I ended up bringing um, my who, best friend Lundy. Who who opened up for them that show? I don't remember anything but Under Oath. It, it was a uh, it was a post rock band called Caspian. Caspian, and that was it. Yeah, they Hell were yeah. amazing. Like I had never heard of them at all, and then I watched them play, and I was like, okay, it's post rock. That's pretty cool because I'm into that. I like I like that kind. Of, like if I'm gonna listen to instrumental music, that's actually more what I gravitate towards rather than like noodly polyphia shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, that's how not, you really feel. No disrespect to like Polyphia, because I actually like Polyphia, but you know, most of your like instrumental bands is like dudes just wanking off on guitar for an hour. Fair enough. <laughs> Caspian was you know, they're post rock bands, so they're all about like layers. And just yeah. watching them start and doing like we're gonna play this and add <laughs> shit on top of it, and then their lights were insane. Oh, that, for actually that, that show is uh I bought two tickets and I took Jason. I brought him up from Savannah to come up. Yeah, I was like, yo, I fam, running. I bought you a ticket. You you took me to my very first show, and it was under oath, and you're going to this one because they're back. So, Yeah, I remember running into you guys there, and I hadn't seen probably either one of you in a couple of years at that point. Yeah. I was like, what the that was a, hey. Well, I quit going to shows when he moved away. Yeah. That was that huge gap for me that, like, I just, I'm, I think I might have been depressed or something. I don't know, because I was like, yo, my best friend done left me, and now <laughs> like, yeah. what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I get it, man. I get it. But, yeah, man, seeing, like, Caspian was amazing. Dude, their strobe lights, I don't know if you remember, but their strobe lights were so intense. I, like, I, I came out, the joke was as soon as I got done playing, I was like, well, you know, I guess I know that I'm not an epileptic. Because if I was, <laughs> I would have, I would have had a seizure just then. Yeah. 
Um, but then Under Us came on, and it was like, I've never been happier in a, at a show in my life. I still think it's <laughs> the, I think it's the best, like, heavy show I've ever seen. I would argue that that's probably in my tops of most meaningful shows as well. That's um, a very that's a very good way to put that because it it was definitely it was a show that I like I needed at the time. I was coming out of a, a big funk. I mean, I was I was on the up I was on the up curve, but that definitely helped. It'll push you right up there. <laughs> oh, it, dude, I was riding that high for like a year. <laughs> oh <laughs> man. Music. Uh, but like I said, they they performed like my two favorite albums ever, and back to back. Like I said, I cried several times. Uh, yeah, that that that's probably. I don't know why I even thought that it wasn't going to be on the list, but yeah, that, yeah, that's probably my number one. Cool. You got any uh, other other honorable mentions for we are on the Joe, or anything you want to um, throw in there? I guess, I guess if we're gonna, just just straight up honorable mentions of, of someone that I've seen, uh, that I wasn't necessarily a tour. Probably the biggest. And I'm sure you're waiting for this one because this is probably the biggest like humble brag I'll ever have. It's the biggest thing that I've ever. This really is going to be the one that I was talking about earlier, then. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, I, got to see, I I got to see Outcast. Outcast. Yep. I was I so mad when you told me that. <laughs> uh, dude, don't feel bad because I put a lot of money down to make that happen. <laughs> I don't. I didn't care about the dollar amount. I was there for it. Oh, dude. <laughs> you, I like. <laughs> where it, wait, where was still, it at? It was um, it was, it was in northern like North Georgia, I think around okay. Rome. Gotcha. Okay. Um, it was it was a music festival called Counterpoint that was typically like an EDM festival. Yeah. But that year they decided to like broaden their horizons and have like a lot of rappers. And it was the year that it was 2014. It was when Outkast decided to do that brief little reunion tour they did, like with Coachella, where they just did the fest. They went through the festival circuit and then disappeared again. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I'm not losing my chance. They're playing in Georgia. I'm going. I don't care how much it costs. At the time, I was a college student. I just got that, that hope money. And I was like, fuck it, dude. We're I don't need that book. <laughs> I need that um, ticket, though. You know, in, in hindsight, when I tell people about that festival, I saw a lot of cool shit that I don't think about until after the fact. Yeah. Like, um, I saw J. Cole at that festival oh, right, after, right after Born Sinner came out when he still played Burn. with a band um, that would have been amazing awesome. I saw Schoolboy Q at that festival right when Oxymoron came out amazing talking fat bucket hat Q like <laughs> good yeah the good good, good Q to good me. Schoolboy Q <laughs> hey, man. Um, and among other things but Outcast is definitely the biggest flex for sure and let me tell you they played, they were the headliner for the last day of that festival. It was like a four-day camping festival. I was miserable before <laughs> they came up. Like, I had parts of my body that hurt that I didn't even know could hurt. <laughs> like, I had been sleeping on the ground for four days. Um, hadn't showered fully in full days. You know, I'd done, like, the, the, the pour water in your hair and That's shampoo like it and wash it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was, dude, my knees hurt, my ankles hurt, like, I had, a, I had a headache. But we we were bound and determined. I was like, I'm going to be as close to that stage for Outcast as I can be. So we woke up that morning, and I looked at the schedule. And I was like, okay, most of the people we want to see are on main stage anyway. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to the main stage as soon as the door opens. Or if they camp there, 
all day. We're not going to see anybody else on any other stage. Get your knees hurt. Uh, we sat down for the, oh, okay. the first part of the day, but uh, we were very close. By the time Outcast came on, um, I think, like, I was within, I don't, I don't really know how to describe distance from that. I could see, I could see the barricade. Like, I could see the physical barricade. Yeah. I could look on the stage and see them sweating. Like, I could yeah. make out you were the there. actual sweat beads on their face. I was very close. Yeah. But they could have spit, and it probably could have hit me. <laughs> it would have been a long shot, but it could have happened. Yeah, corn had the wind um, was blowing. <laughs> man, when I tell you, like one of, one of the coolest stage setups, they had like a, a huge band. So many guests came out. CeeLo Green was there. Um, Run the Jewels played the same day, so Killer Mike came out and did all his songs with them. Um, it was just a party. Solid. You know, I mean. They played like thirty songs too. That's they played like every hit, deep cut you could think of. Um, See, they like shot off fireworks at the end. You can be amazing. jealous of my Kanye. I'm gonna be jealous of your Outcast. That's true. I get it. I get it. Yeah. All right, uh, Joe. Finish right, us, Joe. if you will. Go. Let's, let's roll around. Let Joe finish us up, and then we'll touch on into uh, Dream Lineup after this. Yeah, I mean, I definitely had trouble uh, figuring out, you know, what what the third one I was gonna do. But uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of like one offs are coming to mind, a lot of festivals coming to mind, stuff like that. But uh, I don't I don't know. One that kind of uh, was really cool was uh, uh, um, it was a Beartooth tour back in 2016. It was them straight from the path, my ticket home, and I think like Burials or something like that. But it was, uh, it was a band yeah. called Former. Yeah, no, it was a band called Former. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you know yeah, how yeah. you want, you want to know how I know that. How do you know that? Look right, oh, right there. <laughs> oh, you got it. You got it on your wall. That's crazy. Uh, I still have that poster from that show. Hell yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That one just came to mind because I remember it being like super packed out. It was probably over capacity. Uh, oh, it was. I, re- I remember, I remember like stage diving, like jumping off the speakers and stuff for that show. I've done that a couple times, but I remember like actually diving into a whole sea full of people. So, uh, so yeah, I, don't, I was kind of looking through like older shows and stuff like that because uh, you know, I, I figured it'd be fun, more fun to pick on, you know, pick on shows from like, you know, 2014 and 2015, 2016, when I think that one was 2016, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. So that I, I was looking through, I was like, shit, I, kinda, I almost forgot about this one, how I, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like was front flipping in the crowds and shit like that. And that was you, also you like, definitely were. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and that was like when Beartooth was like, you know, was like definitely get their name out there they, you know, they still mm-hmm. had that one. Uh, the debut record and the EP, so it was like that, basically that whole album with like a couple of the EP songs. They, for... um, that was right when they were about to, Aggressive was not out yet, but they had yeah, released okay. singles from it. The singles, so they, yeah. They opened, because they, I remember, I vividly remember them opening with Aggressive, and the, I think the only played from it was Aggressive and Always Dead. I think they premiered that at that show, and that shit went off. Why? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it was like kind of like the sweet spot of their set list where they had like you know kind of like the the early it, hits and whatnot. It was it was it was the best time to be a Beartooth fan for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then my ticket home, who was highly highly slept on, it, a band kind of going back to my theme earlier, a band that you know could never I don't know for whatever reason they put out good records or at least you know Strangers Only was you know next level. What is this you know crazy heavy? But uh, I don't know after that they could never like. They, they never could seem like to gain their traction really like you know take the next step but like i think that's when that album was like i think they're still performing stuff on that album and 
it was just that that album was just gnarly so yeah it was um, the prime of that set it was the kind of the prime of like stripping the past sets where they were doing like you know stuff from like damien and like you know all all those all the older records while still doing the hits off of like um if they don't do a 10 year or a 10 year of uh what what's uh rising sun i'm gonna be pissed <laughs> so it, I would I want that so bad. I probably want That'd that just crazy. as bad as you do. I, I want that that one specific album still Same. destroys every other one to me. I, oh no, he, I agree. I highly agree. I think it's the best one. Because hearing, hearing how Stray sounds now, doing you know, kind of like how they have their sound now, kind of revisiting that old album. I think that'd be really cool. Because like, oh God, Craig, the drummer now. Could you imagine him doing some of the shit from that record? He would yeah. destroy that. Exactly. I'm gonna, but I'm gonna the, tweet him and go, "Hey, if y'all could do me a favor, uh, make this happen." <laughs> well, apparently, apparently they hate that record. Well, we I don't. Mean, the production as was as uh, your I fans, know, we're us fans. We love that record. Oh, dude, I would fucking. I'll, I'm I gonna would. pull a Joe Warren 2016 and backflip off of a fucking st- speaker. I will literally dislocate my shoulder again and not think twice about it. Happened. That was Siler, actually, but that's besides the point. Uh, And then, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just kind of one like super kind of throwback show uh, that came to mind as far as like you know what would make my list or whatever. But you know, there's definitely like you know one a one-off show that I had originally um, that I give a shout out to is the is the Foundation final show at Old Masquerade. I think that was also about 2016. Uh, that was, you know, that, I, I was still like, you know, like your warp tour metalcore, your pop structured metalcore and whatnot. But that was kind of like one of my first introductions to like the more like traditional hardcore because you know yeah, there's a lot right. of similarities as far as like the energy and stuff like that. But like I really got to experience like the hardcore community and like those kind of bands. Um, I think like Incendiary was on it and like um, a handful of other bands that they kind of catered their lineup to. And she got so crazy like the staff started mosh like for the last song and stuff like that. So I, I have, like, vivid images, like, seared in my brain from that show. Um, and then, you know, if we're talking, like, you know, standalone sets, um, you know, Bruno Mars, I saw, I got to see at Music Midtown at 20, uh, for 2017. And that, you know, that whole lineup was really cool, too. Uh, one of my first, like, festival experiences. But seeing, like, a, a legend like Bruno Mars, you know, in that kind of setting was definitely really cool as far as, like, standalone set off sets. Um, Dua Lipa was actually on, on that festival and that was like, she was like one of the 2 PM slots. So like that was before she is where she is now. Um, I also got to see AJR before they kind of like exploded to doing like Roxy size venues and stuff like that. Um, coin was on there. Paris was on there. So two bands that I had liked, you know, previously. So, you know, that, that, you know, kind of that whole festival was really cool. Um, but as far as like standalone sets, I could think of kind of like, um, your Post Malone, your Kanye West, your Charles Gambino, stuff like that. Definitely Bruno Mars, just because he's just a legend. He's definitely like, kind of like the epitome of like you know modern pop or whatever. At least as far as I'm concerned. Um, and then I, I and then uh, another thing that kind of came to mind was bands that you know I've seen a bunch of times, but they've always been consistently good, no matter who like they're touring with. Uh, Enter Shikari comes to mind. They always put on incredible. They always put on incredible <laughs> shows, no matter who they're touring with, because. I, I, I was considering putting one of them, but there's been times where they absolutely kind of blew who their opening bands um, were. They almost um, always do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, uh, there was not really, like, one specific tour top to bottom that came to mind. 
But as far as, like, they're going to crush it every time, no matter who they're touring with, that's Anna Shikari. And then, obviously, you know, I got a soft spot for Dance Gavin Dance. So, like, anytime I've seen Dance Gavin Dance, has been pretty good. While their, you know, support has been, you know, depending on who it is. I've seen some good tours with them. But as far as, like, no matter who they're touring with, DGD is going to, you know, crush it and all that kind of stuff. So they, they came to mind as far as that kind of, like, subcategory I decided to come up with. Uh, yeah. Just a, a fun note to end that out. Just, just so y'all can both go, dear God. You want I don't know if y'all remember me telling y'all when the last time I saw Dance Gavin Dance was. When? Uh, I think you told me, wasn't it like in the 7 venue or something? You know, it was a masquerade of hell. It was when they were the opening for Scary Kids, Scary Kids Farewell Tour. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's, I've only seen them once, so... Oh, yeah, I, I, sh- I actually never got to see them, uh, Kurt or Johnny era. I discovered them, I like right towards the end of the Kurt era. Yeah. Uh, that, so like when, so like when, that, ha- yeah. So I was kind of late on them, and then that I had only to beat Kurt era. Was it? Was it Kurt or was it Johnny that you saw? I've only seen Telly, and the first time I saw them was the Rock Yourself to Sleep tour in 2012. Well, I'm telling, I'm asking. T- it was oh, 2000. Oh, scaring kids. They it was 2011. Like or okay, uh, no, that may have been so 2010 I, actually. I think that was Kurt then. That was Kurt era. I don't. Well, I don't know. I have to research into Kurt, that now. Uh, or was that when Kurt left and Johnny came back? I don't, I don't, I don't follow know. him enough to know. I got you. So, we'll, we'll figure it out later. So, yeah, yeah no we'll, we'll, we'll chit chat with that one. Figure that out. But. Um, but before we change subject, I will like quickly have to plug since we're talking about uh-huh. bands that we've seen all the time and they're always consistent. Uh, rest in, and also final shows. Um, got flex. That we flew to Boston to see Van as last show. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, honestly, that should have been on my list, but I didn't want to count it. I didn't count it as a show show because it was kind of a festival. There was like 20 bands that played. It was a one-off, too, so it was yeah. like a tour. Yeah, Yeah. it was their final show. It was, again, I cried like a baby. Those are my boys. <laughs> I saw them like 25 times. It was like 3,000-some-odd people going ham. Yeah, it was like... It was like 3,000 people, which, I, I mean, if you know Vanna, that shit would never happen down here. But the climate, they're huge there. They're huge in Boston. And I was at the Palladium, too, which is a beautiful venue. They had the double stages going on. That lineup was just stacked from top to bottom. I came oh, out yeah, big for the Knocked Loose set after that one. So Dude, that Knocked Loose set, Knocked Loose in New England... You want like, to talk about fucking a bloodbath? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, oh. that's the only way to describe it. <laughs> uh, on top of everybody else that we saw there, but that uh, Van, shout out Vanna because they were, you know, the goats hey, hey, to me. That's your boys, ain't it? <laughs> Those are my boys, and I think that they're consistently like one of the most slept-on metalcore bands ever. Like their energy they brought every show. Oh. And then uh, another final show. Real, the real sweet flex that I got to see is I, I did go to the Chariots final show. Nice. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, Piece the seven venue. Ugh. That venue was something else. So, <laughs> it was, it was something else, least, man. To say the least. But, uh, but yeah, man. That's that's all I got. Cool. 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 My head, take my cards and fold. Now I bow my head, take my cards and fold.